It's just past one o'clock in the morning when you're called to the home of an 18-week pregnant, 42-year-old female experiencing vaginal bleeding. You're directed to an upstairs bathroom where you find her lying on the floor. She tells you that she noticed a large amount of blood and tissue when she got up to use the bathroom. Her history includes several early miscarriages in which she also described passing blood and tissue. She denies pain, but she does feel dizzy. Her initial vital signs are blood pressure, 96 over 86, heart rate, 86, respirations, 18, and oxygen saturation, 98% on room air. You're listening to 911Cast, the no-nonsense EMS podcast. This episode is brought to you by Madison Programs, a Brooklyn-based medical training and consulting company with over 20 years of experience specializing in emergency medical continuing education and AHA certification classes like CPR and first aid for community members and professionals. For more information, email madisonprograms at aol.com. I'm Scott Topiel, and this week, it's all about bleeding during pregnancy. Ask many EMS providers, and they'll tell you that if they had the choice between a gnarly trauma or a pregnancy-related emergency, they'd pick the trauma any day. Aside from labor, acute pregnancy-related emergencies are rather infrequent in the field, but when they do happen, you don't want to be caught unprepared. Pregnancy is divided into three phases called trimesters. The first trimester starts at week one and ends after the 13th week. The second trimester covers weeks 14 through 27, and the third trimester starts at week 28 and ends at delivery, hopefully sometime after the 37th week. Determining how far along the mother is in her pregnancy is important because the likely cause of bleeding can differ depending on the trimester, and, in most cases, the fetus isn't considered viable until after the 24th week. During the first trimester, the most common causes of bleeding are early miscarriage, a threatened abortion, essentially an almost miscarriage, and, most serious of all, ectopic pregnancy. An ectopic pregnancy happens when a fertilized ovum, or egg, implants somewhere other than the uterus, most commonly in the fallopian tube. The egg quickly outgrows the narrow fallopian tube and, if not detected early, will cause it to rupture, leading to severe life-threatening hemorrhage. Since the danger is so great, you need to consider the possibility of an ectopic pregnancy any time a woman of childbearing age, which is roughly anywhere from about 12 to 51 years, presents with vaginal bleeding. Despite what you may have learned, there really isn't a predictable pain pattern for ectopic pregnancy. The patient may complain of abdominal pain or might have no pain at all. If bleeding reaches the diaphragm, referred pain might be felt in the shoulder. Sometimes, blood accumulates behind the uterus, in an area known as the pouch of Douglas, causing an urge to defecate. The bottom line is that any woman with vaginal bleeding early in pregnancy must be evaluated for ectopic pregnancy. On a related note, be super careful any time a woman of childbearing age experiences syncope. In many cases, syncope is the first sign of a ruptured ectopic. Be sure to ask about the possibility of pregnancy and for the date of the last menstrual period. If it's been more than four weeks since her last period, assume she could be pregnant. As pregnancy enters the second trimester, especially after 20 weeks, virtually all ectopic pregnancies will have been diagnosed, so you'll need to think about other causes of bleeding. 
At this point, the most common serious bleeding conditions are placenta previa and placenta abruptia. The placenta is normally found near the top of the uterus, but when it gets implanted at the bottom, covering all or part of the cervix, placenta previa occurs. The obvious problem is that the placenta will block the baby from being delivered vaginally, requiring a C-section. As the baby grows, the uterus itself broadens and thins near the bottom, stretching the area where the placenta got improperly attached. This shearing force creates tears in the placenta that can cause life-threatening, often painless bleeding. Sometimes, a normally implanted placenta partially or completely separates from the uterine wall. This is known as abruptio placenta and is the leading cause of perinatal death. While bleeding is present in most cases, about 80% of the time, sometimes the separation creates a pocket behind the placenta where blood can accumulate but not exit the uterus. This means that in about 20% of cases, you won't find external vaginal bleeding. Unlike the bleeding from placenta previa that is usually, but not always, painless, bleeding from abruption is often associated with uterine tenderness and sometimes even contractions. Risk factors for placental abruption include a prior history of the condition, smoking, cocaine use, hypertension, preterm rupture of membranes, and trauma. Always consider the possibility of placental abruption in pregnant women involved in trauma such as MVAs, falls, or those whom you suspect of being victims of domestic violence. It doesn't take a huge traumatic force to cause the placenta to separate, and failing to receive a proper hospital evaluation can have terrible consequences. A low-speed car crash with an improperly worn seatbelt might be all it takes to cause fetal and maternal death. Vital signs are important, but can be misleading. Young, healthy women often have normal vital signs, even with serious bleeding, since they tend to compensate well. Even postural or orthostatic changes might be absent, so if you're confronted with a patient that reports significant bleeding, or you see obvious evidence of bleeding, such as blood on her shoes, don't let the lack of tachycardia, hypotension, or dizziness fool you. Trust your observations and take subjective reports seriously. Other important assessment questions include determining how long ago the bleeding started, whether it's sporadic or constant, if she's experiencing pain, pressure, cramping, or other discomfort, the presence of dizziness, lightheadedness, or syncope, and whether or not tissue or clots were seen in the blood. But be careful here. Some women that have experienced early miscarriage where they passed tissue might describe clots that way, leading you to assume another pregnancy loss. A miscarriage in the later part of the first trimester or beyond won't just cause the passage of tissue. The baby is much more developed by then. Field treatment is mostly limited to supportive care. Severe bleeding often requires blood transfusions and surgical intervention. Whether you suspect an ectopic pregnancy, placenta previa, or placental abruption, there is significant risk for deterioration. If given the choice, transport these patients ALS and establish large-bore IV access following your local protocols with regard to IV fluid administration. Women that experience significant bleeding complications during pregnancy need to be transported to a hospital capable of providing advanced obstetrical care. Familiarize yourself with local facilities in advance. It might save your patient and her unborn child's life. Okay, let's get back to our case. 
Your partner tells you that the patient probably had a miscarriage since she described passing tissue in much the same manner as her previous early pregnancy losses. But this doesn't seem likely to you because she's already 18 weeks pregnant. So you think she may actually be describing clots. You estimate that she's lost approximately 1,500 milliliters of blood, about a quarter of her total blood volume. And although her vital signs don't meet your protocols for hypotension or shock, you decide to transport her ALS since she's feeling dizzy while lying down and has the potential to get worse during transport. You establish two large-bore IVs and administer a bolus of crystalloids per your local protocols, which improves her dizziness. During transport, you note increased bleeding, and upon arrival to the hospital, she's diagnosed with placenta previa and rushed into emergency surgery where mom and her unborn baby are stabilized. Bleeding in pregnancy is a common complaint that is often benign, but can turn life-threatening. Ectopic pregnancy is one of the most dangerous causes of vaginal bleeding during the first trimester. Anytime a woman of childbearing age complains of vaginal bleeding or unexplained abdominal pain, whether or not they know they're pregnant, assume they have an ectopic pregnancy until proven otherwise. During the second and third trimesters, placenta previa and placenta abruptia can cause dangerous vaginal bleeding. Bleeding from previa is usually painless, while abruption can cause pain, tenderness, or cramping, or can happen without any obvious signs or symptoms. Anytime there's the potential for abdominal trauma, be it from a car accident or an assault, make sure your patient receives proper follow-up care. That's it for this episode of 911Cast. We'd like to thank our founding sponsor, OneKit, makers of high-quality first aid kits. Check out their products at buyonekit.com. That's B-U-Y-O-N-E-Kit.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.